Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Hello, and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is Hector Santia Esteban, and we are going to get into today's What's Working Now episode in just a minute. But before we do, I want to invite you to come and hang out with us on Twitter at Perpetual Traff. That's Perpetual T-R-A-F. Come find us and let us know what topics or guests you want to talk about on future episodes. We're going to get into our What's Working Now episode right after this. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me, and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So let's get to the bid cap cost cap question, which we've gotten a few questions on this, just uh, through feedback from our awesome listeners. Where do you stand on that? Where do you use it? How do you balance that with getting the right types of customers in, but also being able to scale and get volume? Like, how are you guys using it? What are you seeing right now in, in specific industries? So bid cap and cost cap, what I've seen is just they really help with minimizing costs and just saving the accounts on horrible days, meaning that probably when you're running a bit cap or cost cap, you won't be able to spend a lot of money, the same amount of money you're spending on lowest cost uh, campaigns. But bit cap and cost cap, they help 
balance.cpa or ROA. So for example, let's say that you're running a lowest cost campaign that just spends the majority of the budget and it has a horrible day. It happens sometimes or not with you, but other people, other media buyers, it happens. No, no, never, never. Right. So those bid cap and cost cap campaigns help balance the CPA down actually. So for example, let's say that you're target CPA is 120, that lowest cost can go to up to $200 CPA. But because you have those cost cap or bid cap campaigns, and they're getting pushes as well, when you're looking at the overall CPA, you're actually meeting KPIs. Ah, okay. So you blend them together. Exactly. Because if the end goal is getting uh, $120 CPA, and you're actually getting that on account level, then you're meeting KPIs. And you can tolerate a higher CPA on the lowest cost campaign because you know that with the bid cap or the cost cap, you're just gonna balance that down. And it also helps with campaigns that are, that are struggling at the moment. So if you have some just some campaigns that are struggling, you can flip flip them, flip the asset to cost cap, and that helps a lot. Just minimizing the costs there. You again you won't be able to spend that much, but it's gonna help you minimize the cost. People need to know that bid cap and cost cap are, are not what's going to save your account. Like if you have a bad offer, if you have a bad messaging, that's not what's going to help you. It's going to help you minimize the cost and balance that CPA. So that's how I view them. So take take us through like a campaign structure on that. So you got the campaign level, like you've got bid cap, cost cap, and tell tell listeners like what the difference is between the two, and then obviously lowest cost is like there's nothing on it so yeah so how would you structure it so in in a simple way i first i'll define what lowest cost cost cap and bit cap means so lowest cost it's basically you're telling mr zach okay this is how much i want to spend every day just spend it and get me results with cost cap you're telling okay this is the average amount i want to spend per conversion all right so i can tolerate if for a couple of days, you'll go higher than that, but then you have to go on the other days lower than that. So on average, on seven day look back, that's gonna be my average cost. Now with the bid cap, you're basically entering into the auction and saying, okay, this is how much I'm willing to spend per conversion, and that's it. So it's just an auction where you put like the highest bid, the highest bidder. So it helps with being aggressive and just winning impressions. So bid right. cap is really helpful when you, know, you have your lowest cost campaign that's crushing it and you have that audience's message targeting, and then you just put a, another campaign with a bid cap, with a high bid cap, and then you're just kind of pushing people away from the auction. Again, you won't be able to spend a lot of money on that campaign, but you're going to win a lot of impressions. So you're going to spend less, but get more conversions. So your CPA will be a lot lower than your lowest cost campaign. So that's the, like in simple words, their definitions. Now, when it comes to the structure, so obviously you have your level one campaign, which most of the times is going to be with lowest cost uh, bidding strategy. Then you have your retargeting campaigns, but then again, the majority of your spend is going to be on your lowest cost campaign. Once that runs and gather data, then what I usually do is I duplicate it and I launched the cost cap campaign. Now with, with the cost cap, I found another hack as well. A couple of years ago, even on your Facebook ads course, you had 
method where you just duplicate the campaign four times with four different bids. I think you called it Forex or something like that. Forex bidding strategy, yeah. Right. So what I Pay found, attention, what I found <laughs> is that Ralph's getting a kick out of being quoted back at him. So <laughs> now you can, you know, previous people, previously people thought that, okay, I got to put a bid cap that three times my CPA. No, I'm not going to use that bidding strategy. Same goes with cost cap, but people were afraid of doing that. Actually, I found that if you put the same amount, the same CPA that you're getting right now, it spends the money. So let's say that your average CPA right now on the account is $20. A lot of people are thinking that if you want to launch a cost cap or bid campaign, you need to sell it at $60. No, you can right. sell it on $20 and it could spend the money. If not, just well, bump by another 10%. Wait a couple of hours, bump by another 10%. But it's like, you don't have to go through that route of pushing like a high bid cap, significantly higher bid cap or cost cap. You can go even slightly higher than your... A CPA or slightly lower and it could spend like the algorithm mm -hmm. changes every day. So you, you have to test. Yeah. We had an account that were the lowest cost, the bid cap and the cost camp campaigns all spend the same amount of money every day. So again, every account is a snowflake. You got to test it, but don't fall back on what happened and what was working millions of years ago in Facebook's time. So the, the forex the forex bidding strategy no longer works. That's okay. It's millions you know, of years it's, old. It's bro. dead, it's like that unicorn. Kobe, would you say it's, it's ancient? Is that fair? Yes, is ancient. It, yeah. Yes. Is it geriatric? Is that mm -hmm. geriatric? Just like myself. No. Well, that that makes a lot of sense. So I mean, if you're getting so, just in summary, you launch the lowest cost campaign first. Let's say you're getting a twenty dollars CPA, and that's your target CPA anyway, because you're an awesome media buyer and you're getting results right out of the gate. Yeah. Then you duplicate. And then you go cost cap for 20 again, cause we're going to get some higher, some lower. And typically that's in a separate campaign. Like how do you structure it? You duplicate the whole campaign. So you've got now two campaigns. Exactly. Going. Yeah. I duplicate the campaign. It helps just keep everything organized. Keeps it out of there. Yep. There's probably some overlap, I suppose, but maybe not really like maybe there is, maybe there isn't. And then the third step is duplicate that again and then go bid cap. But if you're getting a $20 CPA, would you set the bid cap at 20 or would you go higher there? So I actually go higher there because if I already okay. have a combination of winning ads and audiences, the only reason I'm going to use bid cap is just to move other people from the auction and just win those impressions gotcha. because Facebook looks for that mix of engagement for user engagement with your ad. That's how they rank your ad. So if you already have that figured out, people are engaged with your ad, they're converting, the feedback that Facebook is getting is good. You already have a lot of points for, like from Facebook side. So when you're putting that BitCamp campaign out there, you're most likely gonna win a lot of auctions. Yeah. And in theory, like you're going after three different types of people, even if it is the same audiences. Exactly. You're going after different Correct. segments again. Yes. So but, you're chunking out, let's say there's a 5 million person audience. You're circling the wagons on a quarter of a million over here and a quarter of a million over here and a couple hundred thousand over here based upon your bidding strategy. Exactly. 
and even on the cost cap campaign, you would you can try higher uh, bids. For example, if the CPA is twenty dollars, you can go ahead and test forty dollars. You might get an even lower CPA than that, than the forty, and then even uh, lower than twenty. It's just when you're putting like that cost cap, you're limiting Facebook on the audience that it can reach. Right. Right. So when you help something to restrain, like put give Facebook more room to breathe, basically. Mm-hmm. And that helps. Yeah, room to breathe thing is really important. I feel like we focus yeah. so much on the efficiency of the campaigns that you almost starve them in some ways. It's like trying to get CPL down or trying to get CAC down. And part of me is like, well, gosh, what if you want to scale up? It's it's like when you're you're trying to put on muscle, you can either bulk up or cut in, but you can't do both. And and at least in my experience, it's the cutting in that that we we focus on, where sometimes it's the bulking up that the business needs. Yeah. True. I mean, it's it's hard to scale up when you're in a cut. Yeah, I say that like I've ever put on muscle. I mean, I've seen it happen oh, around me. Man. You're like yeah. you know, ten percent body fat for Christ's sake. I'm built like a string bean. That is true. A six foot eight string bean. But Kobe Topaz, and thank you so much for coming on. We will leave some links inside the show notes here for previous episodes that we mentioned. You can head on over to perpetualtraffic.com for that. On behalf of my awesome co-host Kasim Aslam, peace. Until next show. See ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hey, it's Gossam here, and I have another question for you. What would your business look like if you had 55% more traffic, 67% more leads, and 30% more revenue on top of what you're already producing? Would that make a big difference in your bottom line or even your bank account? Well, those are the statistics for businesses that blog consistently. And I think the reason is simple. It's because Google wants to recommend websites with helpful content. Here's the problem. If you're like me, you don't have the time to sit down and write blogs. And even if I did manage to get enough words on the page, none of it's going to be any good. So if you're in that same position, I want to recommend our buddies at BKA Content who will write all of your blogs for you. They'll do all the research and all the writing. So all you have to do is copy and paste. If you want to try them out, they're giving PT listeners 50% off. That's 5-0% off their first month. Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual.